Those are fine. But you throw Jingleheimer in there. It's an issue. That's that's how you get. That's how you create create a song that lasts through the ages. John McAfee has left a suicide note. We'll talk about that, plus what his wife had to say uh, coming off of the news that uh, he was lost in prison. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein accuser Maria Farmer doesn't think that Ghislaine Maxwell is in prison. Derek Chauvin was sentenced to 22 and a half years in prison. Um, Plus, do the Republicans have somebody else in mind for 2024 other than Donald Trump? Hope so. I'll talk about that. Plus, speaking of Donald Trump shitting all over Rudy Giuliani. Shocker. The government of the United States can't explain 143 out of the 144 mysterious flying objects. And we'll talk about this whole natural pool thing and the round dog. The round dog. Yeah, I got to talk about the round dog. We'll end the show with that fun stuff. Uh, Frankie C here with us. What's up? Jay Sams, we just don't know where her whereabouts are. No word yet. We'll find her, I guess. We'll get to it. It's been a busy week. If not, we'll remember her fondly. Exactly. Uh, McAfee had a suicide note in his pocket when he was found in his prison cell in Spain on Wednesday, according to the Associated Press. Now, did they check this thing for handwriting? Are sure he wrote it? It Do we know what it says? It said, I definitely did this. No one else was involved. Yeah. It was me. Uh, The outlet's sources would not offer details about the content of the note, but the revelation comes as the multimillionaire's widow spoke out for the first time since the death, telling reporters that she wants a thorough investigation because he didn't seem suicidal when they talked on the phone just hours before his body was found. Hours before? Hours before. Janice McAfee, who's 38, uh, said, quote, his last words to me were, I love you and I will call you in the evening. She said, those are not words of somebody who is suicidal. Yeah, that doesn't sound like it. Gotta know what's in that note. And again, I want to know where are the cameras? Now we are, this is Friday. This happened Wednesday. We are two days out. It feels like there should have been some sort of press conference of uh, we are launching a full investigation. We will. Well, who's giving up. that press conference? The prison should be. Don't don't you think the prison should come out and say we've had a had a, an incident? Well, how often it. does it happen? We never hear press conferences. Well, I look when it's people when it's uh, Billy the, the bank robber who gives a shit, you know. But when it's a high profile guy, you got to yeah. do it. Gotta, you know, people are asking questions. You got to come out with some answers. Where are the cameras? I want to see the hallway cameras I'm sure 24 hours before. It's three days. I'm sure we're not going to get to see the cameras anytime soon until whatever investigation is complete. If we get to see the camera. Uh, this camera, you know, when did we ever get to see Epstein camera? No. No, they were malfunctioning. Right. Which, <laughs> come on. And then the people who they malfunctioned them got a sweetheart deal uh you know that was a couple of weeks ago and i still we still don't know what's what the deal is with that i don't know what's going on with that do we know what the suicide note said no uh again the sources would not say but they said that uh there was there was a no 
Now, even with this, is going to be a point of contention because, like you just alluded to, you got to do a handwriting analysis. You you got to make sure that this is really the guy's inner thoughts if he really said this. Now, the one thing I will say that that I found interesting, she says that like when he said, "Oh, I'll call you later," that doesn't sound like the words of somebody who are suicidal. I don't think that that's necessarily the case, and it's not like I have a ton of experience in this, but. I specifically remember when Chris Cornell died. Uh-huh. He he was in a similar situation. He was speaking to his wife. He he spoke to his wife. He went and played a whole entire show. They said he was like a little off or whatever, but he was still like functioning. And then he went up in his room. And then when people couldn't get in touch with him afterwards, that's when the wife started to worry. But it was the same thing. Sometimes I don't know necessarily if people who are in that state of mind will really tip you off. Yeah, probably not. Plus, whatever causes someone to react that way, to do that to themselves, I, I'm sure the feeling probably can come up out of nowhere. You know, it's not like, yeah. you know, I'm sure there are people that deal with it constantly. It's just a feeling or whatever's going on in their head hits them constantly, but I'm sure that there are other people that do this to themselves, that something happens within a few moments and they can't get them, they can't visualize themselves getting out of it. Right. So that I, I can't, I'm not going to pretend to know what was going through anybody's mind during that state, but we can only assume. Yeah. It's a tough, it's a tough uh, thing because I don't think anybody really knows and right. You know, um, I mean, if the if her it's his not wife the same, right? If his wife gets a look at that note, she could probably tell if it was are, him. This isn't my husband talking. This it doesn't sound. He doesn't sound like this. He doesn't write like this. You know, I'm sure they're gonna have people examine the crap out of that thing. It has to, yeah. I mean, has to. And again, it's in Spain, so I, I don't know if that gets looked at there. It gets brought back here. It's happening there on their turf. It's got to, I'm sure it's them. Yeah. I mean, it, it just seems, uh, it just seems crazy. I, the note's going to be very, very t- To me, it's the note and it's the, it's the surveillance footage, you know? Yeah. Whether or not that cameras are, those cameras are functional. We have yet to discover. I mean, and if they're not, then. I'm sorry, but we have to do a worldwide check on prison cameras because obviously something's going on with the cameras. Yeah. If it's nothing nefarious, then we've got a camera situation happening across the across the world. I mean, supposedly I was, you know, like after after Wednesday, I was going through all this stuff and I was reading a lot on on McAfee and I was reading this one thing that he had all this information that he was like holding on to about government corruption and shit like that and. He was also, you know, he had started a cryptocurrency and mm-hmm. supposedly he was in a, a McAfee hideout traced to Spanish ghost hotel with a Bitcoin farm is one of the articles. That I, I understood was... like three of those words. Uh, <laughs> what the hell you just said? I know. <laughs> um, you know, he would he would always send out messages that he was in repeated places, including Belarus, Norway, the latter, uh, blah, 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 arrested. Uh, web sleuths were constantly analyzing images and messages tracing him to a mysterious hotel in Cambrilis, Catalonia. Spanish newspaper El Confidencial first revealed 
uh, after his arrest in October. Numerous tips from images from uh, beaches to Spanish products and his photos tied him to having stayed at this uh, park hotel, which the outlet called a ghost hotel where no one answers the phone and it is impossible to make reservations. Okay, so you just got to show up and mm-hmm. and it's kind of all on the down low. The hotel had come under suspicion from local officials after a huge laser pointing at the sky was built on the roof after it was bought by an unidentified Russian businessman. It had Uh, been raided by local police in 2018, revealing a so-called Bitcoin farm that was working 24-7, the outlet revealed. What the hell is a Bitcoin farm? So what what a Bitcoin farm is, is with Bitcoin and with cryptocurrency, you have uh, what they call mining. That that's basically the blockchain is. You know, will do something if I buy a bitcoin. It'll. I'll go. I bought this bitcoin, and then another computer will have to verify that, and then twenty other computers verify that verification, and that's what's called mining. And and everybody who, if I'm mining, if I'm verifying these things on my computer, it's basically just a program that you put on is verifying this information i'm getting a piece so i'll get a tenth of a it's a lot less than that but you get a percentage of the the sale the purchase price to to be one of these things that verify they have these things called bitcoin farms where you're just constantly mining and you're just making these this money this bitcoin money it's just a computer that's a program but you'll go into these places and it'll be an entire warehouse just full of people computers no no no, just computers computers okay and these computers are running but the amount of energy it takes to run these things that's why the other day elon musk said uh you know tweeted and it crashed half the cryptocurrency market because he was like i have to look at the the um environmental you know impact of cryptocurrency because people are just running these computers 24 hours a day at their max capacity and it's sucking up a lot of energy and electricity in there you know it's there's a carbon emission to all that kind of stuff so uh that was part of it so that's what they're saying was part of his hotel where he was hiding out at for a little while but we know he was on the yacht for the most part but there were images of him back in may you know on like a beach or whatever so they think that he was in this uh in this thing but anyway what i had started saying was uh, he had started this cryptocurrency called Whacked, the same thing that he had tattooed right. on him. And some people were saying, I was reading, that no major outlet had written about this yet, but I was reading some things from places, so take it for what you will, but that when he died, that blockchain started reacting and started moving, and there were there were some transactions and things happening on Wednesday when it had Before been- Before it was public knowledge? I don't know when it, they just said Wednesday. They just said noticing a lot of movement on the on the blockchain here. Blah blah yeah, blah. I'm sure. On. When any major player in that arena dies or something happens, it's oh gonna, yeah, it's going to make things sell. fluctuate. Yeah, but here's the other thing with that: it's not just money in the cryptocurrency. Blockchain could be music, um, information, uh, you know, documents, texts, videos. Right. Could be anything. You, you, you could use the blockchain for anything. So some people were um, uh, speculating that it was the information that he was holding on to that was starting to make its way around in the moment of his uh, passing. I don't know. But that was... Well, then where is it if, it, if that information is making its way around? I don't know. You know and that's around the thing, to whom? That, well, that's the thing. If it goes out to the, to the whoever 
on Wednesday. You're talking about at least a week until people notice it, see what it is, what does it mean, reading through it. They got to get it out to people. You know, it could be some weird guy right now who's holding on to something that is tweeting it out and he's got only 3,000 followers. So, you know, by the time it gets to major people and gets uh, verified, it's, you know, whatever. But it's all, what a you mess. Know, it's all speculation at this point. But, um, yeah, got to see what's on that note. And uh, feel for the, uh, for the young lady. Never easy to lose it. Especially, you know, and that's the thing, too. Especially that, you know, it's like human nature that you're not going to, you think everything is fine. You're talking to him. It's going to be, she's going to be the hardest person to convince this was real yeah, and legit probably. if it was in fact real and legit. Yeah. I mean, again, she's saying this isn't him. He didn't do it. Yeah. I was just talking to him. Do you have but any feeling like that's about the most it? Part. Well, because, I don't know. I really haven't followed him. You followed him more than I have. All right, can I tell you something? I was listening back to the podcast because I love the sound of my own voice, Frank. You right. know that. Or mine. I was actually listening for technical reasons. Uh, and, but I was listening to it again, and, I was, and, and it was the part where we were reading his tweets. Right. You know? And we said this. We, you, you actually brought it up first, that this could be him, his swan song goodbye of... You know, I'm I, to make the government look bad or setting up the government. Like he knew this, and so that's why he tweeted months ago. Just and, a theory. I, it could. It's it just a theory. Um, and I'm I'm still leaning on the side of something's not right. He knew something or whatever it was. But okay, let's go to this theory. The more I'm thinking about it and marinating with it, it, it really does feel like. So I'm not saying this was. This is how I really feel because it's all. Feel kind like of, what? You didn't finish sentence. I, I feel like maybe he did. He did plot that it was, this out. That this was all planned, and he. Yeah. I mean, that's that months ago. It, here's what I'm trying to say. When I was listening back to the podcast, and I was hearing the information back, it felt like the possibility that he played this all out felt more possible than it did on Wednesday when we were just getting the information for the first time. You know, like all these tweets were set up to when he finally does it, it's just going to make everybody look at the government. Right. Right. I mean, it's a it's Be, because it doesn't make sense to me. And and I, I was reading a lot of the comments, uh, uh, you know, on the podcast here, the tweets that we were getting, the messages on our website, anthonyonair.com. A lot of people leave us messages there. A lot of people leave us comments on Facebook and, and YouTube. And um, and I was reading all of them. And, you know, a lot of people were saying the guy was a billionaire. And he had all this money and it was just the tax evasion thing. So what did he have to worry about? And they're right. Like, what as far as we have, know, what would he have had to do? Pay a big fine? Would he have to do any jail time at all? I, I don't even know. Like, I don't think it would have been a major deal. Like not paying your taxes for eight years. Okay. Obviously it's a problem, but I don't think it's a jail for the rest of your life. I have to end it. Probably. Well, how old was he? 75? 75. I mean, it could, he could have been phased. Not only is it not paying your taxes, but skipping the country as well. There could have been issues there. But look, Chauvin, we're going to talk about him in a little bit, uh, killed a guy uh, 22 some odd years. Okay. Right. So what what could this guy have possibly been facing, yeah. you know, end of the day? So, you know, like, but the reason why I bring it up is because, I mean, you know, I don't think it was, I don't think he feared for spending the rest of his life in prison, you know? 
I mean, the guy was on the run for the longest time. Maybe he just got tired of living that sort of lifestyle. Like, and here's the other thing, too. When you're dealing with these people that are like kind of geniuses, like Elon Musk or, you know, it, it may be not even geniuses, but like Bezos or Gates, like these people that create something that becomes this massive thing like Microsoft or Amazon or the antivirus, like he literally, you know, this is the antivirus software guy. You, the, you be, it's a, it's a different plane. You're on a different plane. You're on a different level from everybody else. Yeah, but I, I know what you mean. Like it's one of those people that decides their own fate, and I, all of this, it's all in my hands because I am. Uh, so powerful no, not even kind that. of thing. Not even I, that. It's more of like, you know. Like I'll what decide you, when I go out kind of thing. No, but like what, yeah. Kind of a, like you and I, what do we worry about? Being funny, uh, get, attracting more viewers, listeners. Like we, our problems are very limited, you know. Um, Bezos, McAfee for a time there. These people were worrying about things that affect millions of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and. Elon's out there dreaming about getting society into outer space. We're making dick and fart jokes here. We're on different levels, you know, both important parts of society. I agree. Or I tell myself, uh, but you're right, you know, different levels. And I just feel like when you're on a level like this guy was, I'm sure there's way more pressure in his life uh, that you can't, you know, not only being on the run, but I guess was he, he's on the run, but he, was he still in any way? He was on a yacht affiliated with his company no, no it was no. No, it was 100 out but also the other thing too is when you've conquered it you know what i'm saying when you've built something when you've sold it when you have when you're just out there you know i was looking back at video of him he's talking about his presidential run that he was making in 18 16 i forget what what the hell year is it 2016 it was 16 yeah okay it was it was 16 um you know, he was he, he he had the whole thing down. He's like, I don't want to run for president, but I have to and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's just a different kind of mindset. Yeah, no, they have. There's a lot more pressure on uh, on their shoulders, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, being that wealthy and respond. Yeah. You know, you have the responsibilities. You have this huge company. I just think that they're, they, they think differently. They're thinking about different yeah, shit. You and I are true. thinking about uh, maybe we'll redo the yard. Uh, I don't know. Maybe a new couch in a couple of years. Oh, we got to get the show yeah. numbers up. Or, oh, you know, we got we got the christening this weekend. Like these guys aren't thinking about that shit. No, I know, but there are. I feel like that's a common misconception of, like, when we think of someone like that. It's not like they were thrown into it. They get they gradually build up over the years. Their mind is trained to handle what they're you know for the most part handle what they're businesses and if they want to stop they stop you know it's not like you take you or, or me and throw us into a, a billion dollar business well speak for yourself i, I mean i don't want to be lumped in with you. all what i'm saying is it's like i'll give you a, a comparison it's like jurassic park remember in jurassic park in the first one he goes these animals you know separated we're separated by 65 million years they have no idea what century they're in it's like, yeah, but it's not like you took them out of 65 million years ago and placed them here. The only century they know is the one they're in. So it's not like they miss their old life. This is their only life. So in other words, these people, 
Bezos uh, and Musk, they're gradually becoming these people. It's not like they were thrown into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? That makes sense. That and makes I, sense. I feel like that, I mean, yeah, there's pressure, but I feel like for the most part, any one of these guys could cut the cord and be like, you know what? I made enough. If they don't want to handle any more pressure, they could just be like, I'm out. See ya. Right, the but company. I, I still think they're thinking. They're just on yeah, a different... they're thinking, of course. But I mean, what? Are... It's just different. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not slamming it. I'm not really illustrating my point. I don't think they're it's... thinking was your point. I get it. <laughs> well, well said. All right, Maria Farmer and this Galane thing uh, in a moment. First, a uh, little plug for the uh, old uh, Anthony on Air store, of course. Hey, look at that. You grab a shirt, sweatshirt, hoodie, uh, cup, mug, whatever. Uh, you know me, I like to drink out of my official uh, Anthony on Air mug every single show. Must be nice. Makes the water delicious. Um, you know, water. Um and uh, always helps, uh, you know, helps us pull off the podcast, keep our costs down for all the things that we use and do. Uh, plenty of great items like the legalized comedy stuff we all love, the 1994 shirt. We've got our sort of uh, ticky tock uh, blurred microphone logo shirt there. Our show me potato salad line, the mugs, the whole nine yards. ShopAnthonyOnAir.com. Uh, check it out. You could look as happy and as serious as these two right there. Yeah, no, they look like they're enjoying those shirts. Um, they're loving the shirts. Are we affiliated with Adidas? Because that I don't think that's our hat. Why do you have saying. to bring up? I'm already in a lawsuit dealing with no, lawyers every sorry. day. You got to make a, I'll tell you, Frank. All right, well, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Hey, Adidas, if you want to sponsor this show, we're yeah. a step ahead of you. Yeah. <laughs> um. So okay, this is interesting. Maria Farmer, one of the uh, accusers, she is saying in a new doc. In oh, this is part. This is coming from the new Galane documentary, okay. which I believe premieres tonight. Fuck, I don't know. Uh, on Peacock. Peacock is just they're they're dipping. They're rolling in. these things out. Yeah. Oh, like Peacock is. Pulling ahead here. They got a lot of stuff happening. Should we take a little offense to this, too? By the way, we've been on this shit since last year. Now, all of a sudden, all these people see how much interest there is in this. And like, oh, we should make a fucking documentary. You think really? What do you think? You think Peacock was going, you know what? We should see if there are any podcasts out there who have no, been covering this stuff. I don't. I'm not that egotistical. So but we don't a, step on their toes. There's a couple of us out there that have been all over this. And I feel like. Yeah. No, you're right. You think what we should have been brought in as consultants? That would have been nice. I'm just saying, it could have, it would have been consultant fee. It would have been a nice gesture from the Peacock folks. It would have been a lovely gesture. Did you say gesture and Peacock in the same? Uh... I may have. Okay, I feel like we're gonna get censored for this one. Gonna get fined for sure. Great. Maria Farmer uh, says that she doesn't think that Glenn is even in prison. Tell that Glenn seems to think she is. I can hear simultaneously. 5,000 of our audience going to see, I told you. <laughs> I can yeah, hear the keyboards right now. Nothing is ever what we're told, ever, that, according to those 5,000 people. Yeah. It's, you know what? I mean, I can't blame them. I mean, there's not a lot of trust going around these days, but, you know, sometimes people are where they we, we hear that they are. Here's the thing. I, I never challenged those people ever up until she yeah. did make that first court appearance. 
And would I have loved a photo? Yes, but I take the word for the, from the judge, the lawyer, uh, I mean, the prosecutors. I, you know, I mean, there's like, there's still 20, 30 people in the courtroom. Plus, there's all these um, complaints about the conditions in the cell. I mean, yeah, I guess so. I mean, that could easily be just, you know, fabricated, but that, like, why not just lay low instead of, you know, if you're not in jail for some reason, whatever the reason is. Why would you cause a stir by saying my jail conditions are not good? Why wouldn't you just lay low and keep under the radar? Somebody said to me the other day or said in the comments the other day, they were like, uh, you know, because we were saying on a past episode, well, that they saw her in the court that day. To your point, she's complaining. They go, how do we know that's really her? And I go, oh, like, well. I guess so. I mean, you okay. could. You got me there. <laughs> How do I know you are really you? I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How do we know anything's anything? Yeah. Because this is what we, you know, we use our senses. That's the only way we could do this. You know. How do I know the Earth is round? Because they they showed it to us. There's tests. You just have to know. Farmer says she wants proof and thinks that Maxwell may very well be in Trump Tower. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, with. Uh, you know, lucky the leprechaun and Bigfoot. Uh, yeah, I kind of wish. Mm -hmm. I, th I think she was being facetious at the time when she was saying it. But I, you know, I would have preferred she not say that because then people take her less seriously. But um, yeah, I, I don't look. What is she? Ba is she basing this off of anything? Is she like I don't think she's there because? Yeah, I, I guess so. You know, and you know, no, the thing no. Is I mean, what's the reason? Like, why does she think she's not there? Oh, but, you know, she hasn't seen her. Uh, you know, there's there's been no. For why all the reasons the that we be, just said. Yeah, but why would the witness... Oh, because there's no public uh, photos yeah. of her in there or something? Yeah, she said... There's no mugshot. I mean, think about it from her perspective. If you were in that situation... You want to know that she's behind bars. And these people got, got away with this for years and years and years, and he got arrested and released and went back to business as usual, you would probably have a hard time thinking that this was all coming to an end. If she, if someone showed up at the prison, went up to the front desk and said, I need, you know, I don't know how much of it is public record that, you, that this person's been arrested, this person is, pers is currently incarcerated. Can you, can you check that? Can someone walk into a prison and get that, that those files? Yeah, I don't know if you can demand that. But here's the, here's the simple solution. You let them come to the trial. Like, let all the victims sit in the courtroom for the trial. I don't see any wrong reason for that. If some are going to be there to testify anyway, let them be. Like, so let them sit in the court. Let them see for themselves. If that day comes and like ten of them are like, "That ain't her," then they're then okay. Then I can see. That'd be weird. Then we got a problem. You imagine? Then it's like now what? Now, now what do what you do? Right now, what is right? That's like, uh, then, then who is this? And what are you doing here? And where's the real, and what do we do now? Yeah. Everybody just looks at each other and goes, I ha who's going to, someone has to say something. What are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, your this, honor. This isn't a new thing. Like that people thought Paul McCartney died in a car wreck and they replaced him with some other guy, you know, I mean, so. I know. I mean. We've been doing this kind of stuff for, for years, basically. If that happened, why would they leave clues in their music? Why wouldn't they just cover it up? Because it's all fun. It's like when someone buries treasure or something, 
Yeah. They obviously don't want people to find it. Why would there be clues to get to that treasure? Yeah, people do that, though. I, I don't know. People, you know, ask Curly. I don't know. Ask Curly. Oh, you know. I guess it's for him to find, you know, he, him or his family to f- eventually find it. But I feel like, you know, if you want to hide something, like if you want to hide that Paul is dead, you know, I wouldn't say Paul is dead in my song. Right. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I get you. Uh, Derek Chauvin sentenced uh, just earlier, 22 and a half years. Yep. Is this so how old is, well, how old is he now? He's like in his 50s? In his 50s, I believe. All right, well, he's all right, in his 50s, so we'll get out in his 70s. I mean, I he don't spoke, know what... He spoke for the first time. Do you want to hear it? Uh, what did he, did he say? Anything interesting? He did. Okay said something a little puzzling that I don't know what the hell he's talking about, and I don't think anybody really knows what the hell he's talking about. Okay. All right, let's take a listen to Derek Chauvin. Uh, this is him making a statement after he was sentenced. Thank you, Your Honor. Um, at this time, due to some additional legal matters at hand, I'm not able to give a full formal statement at this time. Um, but very briefly, though, I uh, want to give my condolences to the Floyd family. Um, there's going to be some other information in the future that would be of interest. And uh, I hope things will give you some some peace of mind. Thank you. That's what he said. Nobody knows what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> what other information? What, what, like, what, what other information... It's going to give like, this family peace of mind. Honestly, I feel like case closed or something. Like what? I mean, he said there's other legal issues going on, which I guess means I don't know if he's appealing. You know, filing for an appeal. I don't know what other legal issues there could be. I thought it was open and shut. This is it. You're in jail. But I guess there's more to come. I don't know. Um, he weirds me out, though. I'm going to put him up on the screen here in a second. He, he, there's something about this man that is incredibly, incredibly unsettling. Unsettling. That's a good, that's the word. Just, I mean, drastically unsettling. And, and I, you know, I, I don't know. You know, and we talked about this before. He sat there and he didn't say anything. The first time around, and when his lawyer just questioned, stone faced. It was just, weird. Yeah, it just there's just the whole thing. It was all, it's all very, very, very strange. You know, there he is. We got him up on the screen for those of you that are watching. There's just there, there's something about his eyes. I, I don't know. There's something in his eyes there, and this was him uh, reading this statement. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. He does have a, a strange... I mean, he has a strange look. His head is now shaved. I don't think his head was shaved before. Oh, I don't remember, yeah. But he looks at the Floyd family when he addresses the Floyd family. I, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, 22 and a half years is no easy... Uh, no. No easy sentence, but hey, get what, you know... That's what it is. That's what you, you know. I thought, like, you would get more time for, like, I don't know why I always thought I don't it was, know. Like, 
life. Yeah, I don't know what the things. I don't know what the sentences. You know what they consider for murder, and you know I'm sure they had some kind of first first offense. I was an officer. I, you know, I'm sure there's some kind of leniency they did. I don't know, but yeah, I don't know it, what sentence murder. Like, what's the minimum? What's the maximum? I know the maximum has got to be death, depending on where you are. But um, no, hey, it's. I thought. What well, didn't he get? I thought it was like li- he got life or something. Or wasn't it? Wasn't there a sentence already? When he oh, was he was just. Fa- oh, he was just found guilty. Today was the sentencing. Yeah, I thought like uh, the okay? sentence was. I thought his sentencing was a while ago, and then this was like some kind of appeal or something. But this no. is the sentence. Today was the, he was convicted. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, our condolences to the Floyd family because no amount of sentence is going to give a, you know give them back. I know. Uh, under Minnesota law, he'll have to serve two thirds of his sentence or fifteen years, and he'll be eligible for supervised release release for the remaining seven and a half years. The sentence exceeds the Minnesota sentencing guideline range of ten years and eight months to 15 years for the crime. Floyd's death sparked a massive protest across the country. So we actually did get more than what is normal for this, uh, for this uh, crime. Right. Well, that's probably why he said what he said about more legal stuff coming or whatever. Maybe. Maybe he's planning on fighting whatever, you know, fighting the sentence. I don't know. But... I don't know. I just feel, you know, it annoys me. Maybe I'm wrong. I probably shouldn't say this, but I get annoyed. You know, can't people just admit they're wrong anymore? Like, can't you just, I get defending yourself and all this shit, but if I'm this guy, you know, after a while, you gotta kind of be like, I may, yeah, maybe I did. Maybe I, maybe this was my, yeah, like, like if you're him, I get it. Okay. You went to the trial, your a jury of your peers convicted you. At some point, do you just go, let's not appeal this. Let's just, I did it. I was wrong. I, I was in the heat of the moment. Whatever you want to tell yourself yeah. to sleep at night. But just fucking take it and be done with it. Like, nobody can well, say they're wrong anymore. It's, a, it's amazing to me. We're just devoid of this. Maybe all he doesn't. From Twitter, uh, a simple Twitter argument all, all the way to something super important like this. Nobody can say I'm fucking wrong anymore. Well, I bet he doesn't believe that he was... Maybe he doesn't believe he was wrong, which is ridiculous because he definitely was. But maybe in his mind, he... Uh, I did what I had to do. I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think inertly, we all think we're not wrong no matter what it is. Yeah. A car accident, you know, spill it, whatever. You always have... There's always an excuse or a reason why. But I, I feel like, you know, I, my, my bad. That was my fault. That... The phrase exists for a reason. Everybody, right? You do something wrong. You oh, that was that's on me. I get it. Something this huge is. I mean, I'm, maybe he just doesn't want to admit to himself. I just feel like when you go through that process, that trial, you go, okay, maybe you know. I didn't think I was, but maybe I am wrong. You know? Yeah. No, no I get it. I mean, I guess his. You know, I'm sure his lawyers are telling him, don't really do that. But right, you're right. I mean, at a certain point, you go, oh, I'm here, and no amount of fighting is going to. Right. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize. You know, this is my zone. I, I reap what I sow, and that's that. I don't know this because I've never lost anybody I've loved, but um, 
I don't think, like his little statement there, I don't know if that would mean shit to me if I was the family. No, probably, no matter what he said. I mean, I feel like unless it's, I, again, I don't know. I mean, unless, I don't know what you could say to some, you know, what, I don't think there's anything anybody could say to I think you have to show genuine remorse. Like you, like you, yeah. you've said this before. You just got to kind. You can you can feel it. Yeah, I mean, if someone, you know, if there's no nothing you could say to make it hurt less, but is there anything that could be said to make you look on him? You know, if I'm the family, I don't know. It's it's all about forgiveness, but I don't know how you forgive that. It's tough. Yeah, it's not easy. And again. Someone, in order to forgive someone, they have to be truly sorry. And people say sorry and they don't mean it. People don't say sorry. So, you know, you want to forgive as many people as you can in life. But sometimes it's difficult. And, I, and, he might, and he's not even asking for forgiveness yet, you know, that we've seen. You know, so. Yeah. No reason to forgive him yet if, you, if they were ever going to. Some spicy, tantalizing UFO talk coming up. But first, is Donald Trump no longer the front runner for 2024? Um, also, is front runner one word or two? Because it's two words on our screen, and I'm not entirely sure that's correct. I think it's hyphenated. It might be hyphenated. Front um, runner. You know what? We don't hyphenate on this show. Okay, this show policy. We fucking enough already. It's not, you're either one word or you're two. Stop with the hyphenated bullshit. Okay, make a choice. Anyway. Um, this is a very specific, tiny, itty bitty little poll, Frank. So I don't want to give people the wrong impression. <laughs> I'll take over for J-Subs. <laughs> she is missed, isn't she? It's like, can I just say something? It's too much dick on this show right now. I can't even stand it. Dick fest. It's just a dark t-shirted dick fest. There's four at least in the room here. She pops on. <laughs> she's wearing colors at least. She's never been caught in a Simpsons shirt. She's got a great perspective. She's missed. I, missed I don't her. have any. Uh, you'd never see me in a Simpson shirt. <laughs> Metallica, sure. Star Wars, yes. You don't wear Simpson shirts? I don't even think I own a Sim uh, one Simpsons shirt. My brother does. I think you have a lot. Of, all right, maybe. We don't have time. Let's talk about the topic. All right, talk about the topic. Um, but I do find this interesting. And like I have been saying for some time, I am wondering if somebody else steps up and takes on the big cat. You know what I'm saying? I'm wondering if the big cat is even really up for the gig, whether or not it's these crazy rumors that he's dementia and whatever, or if he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm too old. I'll be happy to sit here and just tweet shit and cause the same havoc and get all the attention and not have any of the responsibility of going back to that spot. As long as I can pick, I think he might be happy with that as long as he could anoint the person who is going to run well, for what, the Republicans. Well, what is making you say that he might not be the front runner anymore? Okay, here's what it was. It was a straw poll of conservative voters that was taken last weekend um, at, a, at this conservative summit. So he came out, Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, came out on top, beat Donald Trump by three, uh, three percent, three points in the straw poll. Couple things to note: it was hosted by the Colorado Christian University Centennial Institute, the CCUCI. Very 
course. <laughs> Uh, they asked people while attending the gathering, both in person and online, to vote for all the potential 2024 presidential contenders that they approve of. Do we Out know how the, many voters? Yeah, it was a small. Yes, I do. I think um, 500 people attended. And I thought I saw 700 more online. All right. Well, that's a tiny sampling i said uh, i said compared, it was a tiny right was a so tiny. compared to the millions of people I, in agreed the agreed doesn't mean anything yet agreed i i'm, I'm with you a thousand so percent stop it <laughs> i'm with you a thousand percent but the reason why i bring it up is this is how this shit starts you win this tiny little thing here and it gains momentum and and then it's some other thing somewhere else Right. And that like, I mean, the rumors are already that DeSantis is going to be the VP if Trump runs again. So he's obviously uh, one of the big contenders to get back into the to get into the White House, regardless of where it is under Trump or against Trump. Um, and again, like I said, for all the Trump diehards out there, they're like, this is bullshit. You lib. You right. Let's, uh, you know, take it easy. Take a break for a minute. And let's assume that let's say that Trump just doesn't even fucking want to do it anymore. No, no, see, a normal person would want, would probably go, you know what, I've had it. I did my four years. I'm 70-something years old. I don't want to do this. It's, it's not worth the headache. That's the thing. A normal person would. He's not normal. But he might, but he might be in a position where I can see this, where he says, look, I did it already, and I would love to do it again, but I'm old. I want to enjoy the rest of my time. I think Ron DeS I I only think it works if it's a guy like DeSantis who is eye to eye with him on their policy views. They seem to be pretty aligned in the Republican Party on what they really want. They obviously were big together. DeSantis, Trump lives down there in Florida now, you know, so there's all that there's all that there's all that cohesion. So that's my point. Whether he goes up against Trump or whatever, but the uh, Trump could easily say, I'm done. Ron's the guy. I want all my people to follow to follow Ron. And this is not an anti-Trump thing from me. This is No, a, I get it. it was, but that, then he'd have to admit that he's not capable of running again. I don't think he does. I think he could just say, I, you know, listen, I did Mr. it. Mr. President Trump, why, why don't you want to run? I don't want to. Here's the thing. Here's what this would be his answer. What's most important to me is that we beat the Democrats and take back the White House. And Ron DeSantis has my full and unbridled support that he is the guy to do this for Don't not you think just you the can next do it? four years, but for the next eight years. But why can't you do it for four years? I did my time. I, I, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm 80 whatever years old. And, you know, we already sat through four years. We already sat through four years of Sleepy Joe. I'm not going to I'm not going to put the country through that again. We need a young man who's very motivated. And by the way, Ron calls me four times a day. We talk a lot. He also has a Diet Coke button. There's a lot of similarities between the two of us. He does have his own hair, which I do not like. <laughs> I'm working on everybody. I'm working on Ron. We're doing some PT time to get him to get the finger pointing and pushing down. Okay. We're getting him an accordion so he could do this. 
We're getting the according move down with Ron. He's doing very good. He's already looking for Hillary's emails, and I didn't even have to tell him to do that. Okay? He's very impressive right now. Very impressive. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but here's, but the other thing that I have a sneaking suspicion of, slap me on the wrist for worrying about Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell for being sneaky. No. I, I feel like, especially with like McConnell, who fucking hates Trump, you, you get behind one of these guys. Even though DeSantis is on that level, sees things the same way, if you really want to oust Trump or you don't want to deal with his bullshit anymore and you're a Republican... Right. Getting behind a DeSantis or something like that is is a way easier. But it doesn't matter to them. It doesn't matter to them. If it was DeSantis or Trump, they'll get behind whoever it is, no matter what. They'd get behind. (laughs) They'd get behind Osama bin Laden if they think he could fucking win him four years in the White House. And yes, I do mean right now dead. Um, Also, here's the other thing with Trump. He, uh, according to, now take this for what you will, because I can't back this, especially when it comes to selling a book from somebody, okay? I would love to know how much money liberal people have made off of selling books talking about how shitty Donald Trump was. Because I feel like, Frank, people that are like you, which is not a bad thing, I don't want this to come off as a bad thing. I feel like it's going to be, though. But people that are like you... Eat this shit up. This is like your hey, new porn. I have not bought a single Trump bashing book. I haven't. Yeah, but that's because you can't read. That's why you and your wife, quote unquote, read See, to each other. And the fact that you make fun of me. I'm just saying, I feel it, like she's doing most of the reading you. is all I'm going to say. That's just because I can't read doesn't mean you have to make fun of me for it. Now, I heard that she reads books to you and you show her coloring pages. You show her coloring books and be like, look at this pretty picture, honey. Any truth to that rumor? Slight. A little bit, maybe. but It's all fun, though. We have a good time. <laughs> it's pictures she wants to look at, at least, right? Yeah, I'm not... She should stop complaining, I think. That's what I'm saying. Trump, Trump according to this book written by Michael Bender, uh, who is a Wall Street Journal reporter, okay. uh, Trump told Giuliani that he sucked. I can hear that. that. He was weak. And he, like also, he also called him pathetic. Uh, when did this happen? At what point? Uh, Trump mocked Giuliani for falling asleep during meetings and delivered harsh feedback on his TV interviews. Spender writes in his forthcoming book on the 2020 election, frankly, we did win this election, the inside story of how Trump lost. Trump reportedly told Giuliani he sucked and was weak after Giuliani defended him on TV amid fallout over the publication of the Access Hollywood tape showing Trump bragging about sexually assaulting women. Despite Trump's mockery, Giuliani was determined to remain close to the ex-president. Rudy never wanted to be left out, one aide told Bender, according to the uh, Daily Mail. If you were ever between Rudy and the president, look out. You were going to get trampled. Still, there were times when Trump defended Giuliani. At one point, the president's aides started complaining about how Giuliani's frequent television appearances were creating a PR headache for the White House press shop. But Trump barked that at least Giuliani was out there fighting for him, Bender says. Uh, Everyone shut up after that. I'll tell you what. Normally, I would say this is a chaotic situation being in the White House. I feel like Trump sort of thrived on that chaos. You know? 
of like let let them let them let my underlings kill each other to get my attention. I feel like that's the kind of guy he was. Yeah, it's a mob boss. Kind I of can't imagine. Yeah, that's a that's a brutal that's a brutal situation to be, and that's why I think a lot of people came and went in short periods of time. Yeah, you know, because when you're at this doggy dog shit every friggin' day, you gotta watch your ass. Yeah, it's brutal. It's like being in the mafia. You gotta watch your back every time, every day, all the time. You never know when you're about to get stabbed in the back. Uh, CNN had a story. I, I, again, this feels just like liberal, uh, you know, lamestream lame media. I coined that term. Nobody said it before me. But they're talking. They had a story the other day that 11 people close to the situation, which I have a hard time believing that 11 people close to the Trump people would fucking talk to CNN. But whatever. Uh, that out. <laughs> that um, Ivanka and uh, who's her husband? Oh, they're distancing there? themselves. They're, yeah. Yeah, that they're 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 kind of on the outs with him. Who knows? By the way, again, when we start talking about people and the possibility of running, and everybody would bring up Eric and Don Jr. A lot of people always said Ivanka would be the Ivanka should be the one to to make that run into into politics. Perhaps, but uh, I feel like she's the most intelligent out of those three. If I had to pick, yeah, if but, I had to pick um, out of those three to to pick somebody to go into business with or start a business with or or take on a family feud, I'm gonna go with Ivanka, yeah, especially no, Family you. Feud. Yeah, but you're thinking of uh, you know, not to sound like I'm not pinholing all Republicans into this category, but I'm sure a, a good chunk of Republicans don't want to see the female gender in the white house are you saying republicans are sexist is that some. what you're you and that was some, Demo- pre- some democrats too but i'm just saying a lot of people are sexist i'm saying i'm saying they're not going to put you know their chances that was hurtful all their eggs in that basket that's I, I, just my opinion i see that that's going to happen i see an ellie kemper apology in your future frank for that i one. am sorry people are going to be upset by that one Good. um i love this headline this frank had this story today the U.S. government can't explain 143 of the 144 cases of unidentified flying objects. That there is nothing more American. The only statement more American than that is "Give us your tired, your weak, your huddled masses yearning to be free." That's one. This is two, which is basically, "What do you want from us? We got one. Uh, we got yeah, one." I can explain one. The rest of them are fucking weird, man. I don't know. 143, I can't fucking tell you. But that one, we got. We nailed that one. So don't worry about it. Nobody yeah. has to worry. We're not, like, totally clueless. We got one. We're looking into the others. <laughs> give us give us some time here. We just got these. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, this report, released by the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, was meant to shed light on the mystery of those dozens of flying objects spotted from 2004 to 2021, but instead... Uh, said it didn't have the adequate data to pull all but one of them into a category. Uh, That one UAP, which is short for Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, which is just another way of saying UFO, UFO, was a large deflating balloon, the report said. The others remain unexplained. Here's the thing that I love about this is, you know they were in a room going, can we use the balloon thing on all... 144 yep. check, things. Check the 143 of these things. Anything yeah. look like balloons? No shit. 
All right, listen, let's assume that they're all balloons. Let's start crossing out the ones that we absolutely can't sell to people. Right. And then they just spent three weeks just fucking... I mean, these things... Balloons is your best friggin' guess. I mean, it's obvious that they're... They change course. They do these... You know, they're flying at incredible speeds. So they're not balloons. So it's 143. That's why they're not balloons. Mm. But the fact that our government can't tell you what these things are i mean that's incredible it's it's we have probably the best you know uh, uh what's it called planes and aerial vehicles and we can't we can't identify these 143 things as anything known to us can fucking identify them by the way congress asked for an ex- explanation so they had to put out this report meep, and, meep. and the report was basically yeah i don't yeah, no, it's, this is our explanation. We don't know. We got one, though. We yeah. know that one was a balloon. Um, he, Johnson got a, a big promotion for the, for that one. Doing a hell of a job. <laughs> I don't, we're going to get him on the on the rest of them, though. Way to go, John. Way to go, Johnson. Johnson spent most of the time in our, our reporting period figuring out the balloon one, but I promise. And he's also, he's also a Republican and would love to see a woman in, in the White House. Did you ever... <laughs> Way to pull yourself out of Thank that. Thank you. Did you ever see the distinguished gentleman with Eddie Murphy where he runs for Congress and he wins? He's a con yeah. man. Oh, God. You got to see Lane Smith. It's a classic. So at the end of the movie, spoiler alert a little bit, but it's still a great movie to watch. Uh, they, you know, he's trying to expose Congress for being full of shit. And one of the Congress people is like, well, guess what? We found your rap sheet. And you're the one who's like, the, you know, the troublemaker. So it's in the middle of one of these huge hearing rooms. And he's like, here's your rap sheet, sir. And um, Eddie Murphy gets up and he picks up the paper and he goes, I did this. He goes, I did all of this. He goes, except for this one. This this woman got her shoes back. <laughs> he just says, <laughs> And it Gotta just reminds it. me of, we can't explain any of this, except for this one. This one was a fucking balloon. We that know was that. my kid's party. Yeah. <laughs> balloon got away from us. I got that one. You have got to watch The Distinguished Gentleman. It is okay. such a good movie. It is so good. I'm in. I love Eddie Murphy. Lane Smith was great. The best. I'm in. The best. And that was one of the movies that was so begging for a sequel based off of the last line on the movie. Like the last line of the movie was like, fucking sequel is coming everybody and it's been like 25 30 years so we still don't have a sequel uh, to that one. right where they want it That's i'm hope it. yeah i'm hoping mm-hmm. that after uh coming to america too he'll get on the sequel train but who knows i'm not entirely really sure people clamoring for it I've, i don't know I'm, i think so far me i'm on the okay. uh, uh natural pools frank or round dog we got a few minutes left in the show all right natural pools natural pools are weird because a lot of people, you know, it doesn't. There's no chemicals, but and and it's energy saving. It saves a lot of money um, with electricity and stuff. But here's the deal with natural pools: you get what you're swimming in is green water, somewhere between a mossy hue and a jade color. Okay, you've got in the pool the roots of aquatic plants such as water lilies. And materials like gravel that create a natural, naturally occurring ecosystem with biofilms called a regeneration zone. So you're basically swimming in a pond without the algae. Okay. 
Um, so you got sounds disgusting. The water is kept clean and algae-free as it recirculates over the biofilm, which is full of microorganisms. Newer technology replaces this regeneration zone with a smaller self-contained plantless biofilter, which uses materials such as lava rock and gravel to build up the biofilm. So you're swimming in, I mean, it's, I mean, I'll, I'll give you a, a quick picture here. There's, that's a natural pool. It yeah, looks just like have, a pond. Just, just, just get chlorine. I mean, I don't even. I mean, I guess it, it chlorine's cheaper. Also, I mean, chlorine's more expensive. Also, the there's a shortage going on right now of chlorine. See, I'm I'm kind of one of these people where I'm like, you know what? I don't want fake sugar. I don't think that's really good for us. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm in on some of these things. And then you get to some like I feel like I would show up at this at these meetings for these people. And I'd be like, you know what? I got I got to get the fuck out of here. I can't I can't be associated with the fucking natural pool people. Yeah, that's, that's a natural pool. Uh, they're out there with. But yeah, dig a hole in your backyard and just fill it up with a hose for Christ's sake. I mean, that's Jesus. basically what it is. But it keeps it clean. There's no algae. But there's a biofilm full of microorganisms. If you want to swim in that, they say it's better. I, I, I feel like you get a mouthful of that, you, you're probably not going to want to, you know. Every now and then when you go to a pool, the water is in your mouth for a second. It's the same thing with a natural pool. And once you think there's a biofilm in your mouth, it's not like, I don't, I don't know. Put me in the chlorine pool with all the kids peeing in it. I'll just, I'd rather deal I'd with rather that. I'd rather do this. Though. Red eyes and rash. And all crazy. Salt water. I'll do a salt water pool. Yeah, salt I water, I could say. I can handle that. Um, round dogs. Round dogs. It's a new phenomena. I came across this on TikTok. I looked into it a little bit. It's kind of exploding, becoming a food trend. I feel like this is something that we're going to need to test. I'm picturing a, a hamburger-shaped hot dog. That is exactly what it is. I want to see this. Got it up on the screen for the people that are watching uh, from Food & Wine magazine right there. There's a round dog. So picture picture a huge hot dog as wide. You know, you got a hot dog, a little thin cylinder. Picture a hot dog as wide as a hamburger and then sliced. So it's basically bologna. That is exactly what all the critics are saying. Like people that are shitting on this are like, you're just cutting it's huge thick chunks slices of bologna. of bologna is basically yeah. what it is. Yeah. Which, you know, that's fine. Because I would love to see the comparison between bologna and, and a hot dog. Like what are the ingredient differences there? I don't can't think it's much. Yeah, yeah, it can't be many. I'm sure there's a different level of salt or a different level of this or that. But, but here's the thing. People are going crazy for this. And I agree with this sentiment of it is when you grill one of these, you have a lot more surface area that you are grilling and cooking. Sure. And we all know that when it comes to cold cuts, the reason why you slice a cold cut super thin is you're creating more surface area in your uh, sandwich. Okay. You know. I'll go for that. That's fine. So that's why thick cold cuts are disgusting. But when people cut them, slice them nice and thin, people are like, oh, this is tasty. That is legitimately why you've created more surface area for your tongue to come in contact with. All right. Well, I think thick cold cuts are okay. If you have like a antipasta salad, you got chunks of cheese and salami and all this stuff. Pepperoni, that's eh, fine. I got no problem with thick cold cuts. But th yeah, this all this looks like is a fancy looking shaped. Like I used to work at a deli. The bologna comes in a big 
tube. It's like this long, and mm-hmm. it's it's around. It looks like a giant hot dog with one end flat, the other end round. And you just you know you slice it down and down and down, and this just looks like a, an inch thick piece of bologna. Yeah, well, Rastelli's I believe is the company. I don't know where they're from, but Rastelli's is the company that is sort of making this famous, and now people are starting to take off. I feel like we got to try this before the summer is over, Frank. I feel like where we got to give this a shot. Where can we get them? I think you could like order this shit on QVC now. Like I think that's kind of where it's at. Like it was popular in this one area and now it's becoming this sort of national thing and then other places are starting to make it too. So I'm sure we can access a round dog at Can some we get point. hot dog shaped hamburgers? I think seven eleven ch- has that shit, don't they? Chopped meat just rolled into a just rolled into a dog. Dog shape. Yeah, I guess I think seven eleven has that stuff. It's just you. mess with everything. Let's just get all different shapes of shit. I'm in. What the hell? I'll tell you what. My wife... Did we try pickled potato chips on the show a little while ago? Yes. I didn't love them, but my wife got... My wife got a huge bag of them. Pretty good. The last time I had a couple, I was like, hey, you know what? These aren't that bad. I can't eat a lot of them, but they're pretty good. You know who makes a good one is um, Pringles. Makes a good pickle chip. Oh, yeah? Pringles, yeah. In the can, same thing. It's good. I went through the whole th- the whole can. How are you on um, uh, vinegar? The vinegar chips. The, what is that? Salt and vinegar chips. Salt and vinegar. I could do with salt and vinegar. I have to tell you what. I can't do a lot of them, but when I'm in the right. mood for it, I fucking love a salt and vinegar chip. Two chips that are my favorite, and you can't really get them where we are. I don't know why, but Utz makes where they used to make or whatever, but I can't find them anymore. Salt and pepper chips. Mm, I remember those. Those were great, and I don't know where to find them anymore. I'm probably online. I haven't really looked. But the other chip that I love is Old Bay. Anything with Old Bay seasoning. Yeah. Crab chips, I think they call them. You can get them down in uh, in Maryland and in uh, uh, the south shore, uh, the the shore of Jersey, the coast of Jersey. They have them around there. You go down to Maryland. Cape May. There's Old Old Bay. Old Bay, maybe. Oh. It's funny. My wife and I, we were down there uh, in Baltimore, and um, we were we were looking at this menu at this place, and we ordered this pretzel. It was a long pretzel with crab on top in Old Bay. Mm. I was like, oh, that sounds good. And the girls, like the, the girl, our waitress was like, "Oh, it's really great, actually." And you know, we were talking about everything else, and I'm looking at the menu, and I go, "And there's Old Bay on the fries, and there's Old Bay on the house-made chip." Yeah, gallons go, of the stuff, man. I go, "Do you put Old Bay on everything?" She goes. I'm, she looked at me like, you know, when a prisoner looks at you and they're like, help me, I need to be rescued. She looked at me. She goes, I'm not from here originally. She's like, they put that shit on everything around me. I have to tell you, it's amazing. The best is on fries, too. You put them on French fries. You have Old Bay fries. Yeah. Oh, they're good. Yeah. A place in Queens, you know of it, London Lenny's. Mm-hmm. They have Crab Fest every like October, September, October. Yeah. And they have Old Bay crabs. Ah, Old Bay is a very underrated spice that needs to needs to make the rounds. If you if anybody listening or watching runs into Old Bay seasoning, go for it because it's delicious. Um, uh, had the, my kid had his last day today of uh, kindergarten, so we took him out to lunch, mm-hmm. and uh, we weren't gonna do anything super fancy. We were like, you know what? Let's go to the diner. Like, is you know, it's just like some days, just like I need the diner. Diner, man. I don't know how you're a diner. 
my hat's off to any diner. Sorry to cut you off, but my hat's off to any diner chef. You got to be able to learn to cook everything for every meal. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. You got to cook it all yeah. at the drop of a hat. The menu's forty-seven pages long, and they got to right. be there to be ready for all of it. Yeah. You got to make lobster thermidor, and then this guy wants an omelet, and that lady <laughs> wants French onion soup, and this one <laughs> wants chicken fingers. It's everything. Yeah, yeah, we fall all over these French restaurants with three things on the menu. You're right, buddy. We should be... They don't uh, get enough credit, these short-order cooks. And then they call them short-order cooks. They don't even friggin' It's a little insulting. Chefs. It is a little insulting. You're right. Unless they're back there just microwaving shit. If they're actually cooking stuff, I can't imagine, you know. No. That's, that's not easy. Pancakes, you know. and then and then uh, you got to get like a seafood thing going, a pasta dish, or steak, you know. I, I don't think it's microwaved. I, it's the It's the... Let me say my original point. We had the cheese fries with the gravy on it. Nice. So good. Still never as good as the Glendale Diner. Let me tell you something, people. If you ever visit New York City, trust me. I'm going to put you on a cab. That's going to be 45 minutes away in the middle of nothing in a shit town filled with Irish people that cheat on their spouses. Okay? I know that was incredibly specific, but it's true. I was going to apologize for the Republican thing at the end of the show. (laughs) But I think we both owe the people that are listening an apology. It is a neighborhood just filled with that exact type of person. But there's We're this little the hook. shithole diner that's got three parking spots uh, that has French fries with um, cheese gravy and gravy. And cheese. They call it potato delight. Oh, that's good Frank stuff. used to call it. We potato, grew up on that potato ole for years because he thought that's what it was. I forget you thought that the waiter said I that. I remember what I think that may have been it. I don't remember why we call. I called it that. You just call it potato ole. Potatoes ole. Yeah. Anyway, it's the reason why I have the body I have today. It's amazing, but it is so good. And I what is that? Poutine, that. technically. It technically, yeah, it's poutine. We thought we were just discovering something amazing. Canada's up there going. Back in the nineties, man, that 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 hit us like a ton of bricks. I, I had no idea. That we existed. did discover that pre-internet, basically. You're right yeah. about that. You're right about that. But anyway, what I was going to say, my second point was, it's not microwave. It's the grill. Their grill, the the flat top grill there is amazing, which is why I think their pancakes come out so great mm. at a diner. You get that great pancake. And also, today we ordered uh, wraps. Like, we got, like, a wrap there. And they grill the wrap. And I'm telling you, there's something about that grill. Those wraps taste better than any, like, deli or anything that you could even replicate at home. A wrap at a diner is just, it's phenomenal. Interesting. I'm telling you, it's something about that grill. They put those little grill marks on there. You can see that. But it's it's a little crispy on the outside, and it makes the, the rest of the wrap, like, fluffy and delicious. It's it's amazing. It's yeah, all on the grill, I believe. It's got to be. I mean, most. I feel like some of the things, you know, you get, like, shrimp salad. If you get shrimp salad sandwich or whatever, obviously that's coming out of a bucket or something. They're not, yeah. they're not cooking their own shrimp salad. No. They're probably scooping that out of a bucket, which, okay, it's fine. As long as it's not old. It's probably fine. Yeah. But like you're making omelets, you got to make it right there. You're making uh, a pork chop, you got to make it right there. They're not like nuking this stuff. I hope. I mean, any, but again, the chefs, they, they got a, they got a lot riding on their, on their job. They got what, a was, lot. what was the uh, thing that Costanza ordered? Clam, was it Clam's Casino? Or was oh. it, <laughs> was it, what was it? Uh, Chef recommends. Chef recommends. <laughs> Is this Clams Casino in a diner? <laughs> Chef recommends. <laughs> but and I was just like, going to say, there's some, there's certain things. Clams that... are sitting right. 
<laughs> was that the India episode when they go yeah, to the India? Yeah, the backwards. Yeah. yeah. Backwards episode. That was great. <laughs> Get stuff your saris in a sack, mister. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. <laughs> there's it's one. true though there's something like french onion soup you get it at a diner grilled cheese you get it at a diner you know anything what do you want we got it yeah 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 all kinds of soups again the soups i'm sure they're getting them in bags or something and no I, just... I think they make those soups I, yeah I you do. think they're getting yeah you think they're making chicken noodle soup back there or you think they're uh, yeah like you don't think it's in a bag ball? and they get it shipped in no maybe some are cutting the corners but i think the good i think you can tell the difference they got the mirepoix they're doing it right i feel like yeah like the matzo ball so matzo ball is a big deal and that's a big staple in the mm. in the diners I, and the other, here's the other thing this is a new york northeast jersey you know connecticut maybe massachusetts thing i don't think people around the country have diners the way we have diners. I don't no, think they I think they all have diners. I think there are more diners than any other restaurant. There's out diners, there. but it's like that Denny's bullshit. Like it's not like no. You get like coffee shops. You get like little places. Like you know, you see in the movies, there's like a road that's got nothing on it, but there's a diner. You know, yeah. that's what I picture all across, all around the country. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is in this area, you I could point to, and I swear to you. You, you, you will not. I, what I'm going to say, Frank is not going to dispute. In our area, you can point to 100 to 150 diners that you can go to that you will have an outstanding knockout meal. I'll, I'll agree to that. Like, because they don't last if they don't. For some reason, yeah. You know, a diner is a diner, but you know, because you know why they not they're not going to last very long because there's another one. Right. Three, four blocks away. And so I just don't go to that one. It ain't like that. And other places, you may have That's a quote-unquote diner, but they're not probably putting out the amount of food and as good as it is. They don't have the competition. Right, right. You know, they don't have, you can't go to, well, like, I don't want to go to this diner anymore, so I'll go to the one literally a quarter mile down the road, which exactly. is what we have here. And I bet you when you go to those diners, you open up that little menu and you go, oh, let me see what they have. The diners that we have, you can, if you hit somebody with that, you will serve severe jail time because it will cause a lot it's of It's assault with damage. a deadly weapon. It's like what the, the commandments are on. That's what you get for your menu. Commandments are a little softer, I think, to be honest with you. It's a stone tablet they give you. It's insane. It's insane. All right, Frankie, see, we'll leave it there. You got anything else? Uh, again, I just want to apologize to my Republican friends. I meant no disrespect. I just... I talk and sometimes I regret what I say, so yeah. I'm sorry. I'm good. Are you good? You don't want to apologize to the, the Irish community? I mean, if the Irish people were offended, I'll, you know, that's not my intention. But the Irish people in Glendale, they act like that there, okay? I'm not saying all Irish people everywhere. I'm just saying all the Irish people in Glendale, Glendale cheat on their, their wives or um, husbands. So a, lot of, so a lot of shit there in my time in that area. Any uh, Glendale residents, send the hate mail that way. Yeah, feel free. And just know that I will disregard it and could care less. That's true, too. But thanks for the potato delight. It was delicious. Oh, good stuff. All right, my man. Everybody, uh, enjoy until we get to meet again. We'll catch you on the next episode. AnthonyDanair.com has all our links and information. See ya. I am going to have to make a couple of personal phone calls and apologize. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that was a rough one. <laughs> Those Irish cheating bastards. 